Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 98 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. And it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com, and I will get back to you uh, as soon as possible, inshallah. Now, uh, this podcast is for anyone, whether you are remotely curious about the religion of Islam, or if you're you know, thinking about becoming a Muslim, or if you just became a Muslim, or actually if you're struggling you know, to become a Muslim, or if you've been a Muslim and want to learn more about Islam, this podcast is for you, inshallah. Uh, now, let's get right into today's topic. And today's topic is actually a continuation of you know our last episode's topic, which is injustice in Islam. Now, um, today we will talk about two forms of injustice, uh, bullying and backbiting. And we will start with bullying. And again, if you guys, I would recommend if you did not he- listen to the you know previous episode, which is Injustice in Islam, I recommend you will go and listen to it because it has all the highlights of what is injustice. And because whatever applies on injustice, or let's say many of what applies, and not everything, because some people take injustice to the next level, like rulers and president, presidents and kings and all these things. We, we can't compare those people who are in control of an entire nation to, you know, bullies. Bullying is dangerous, and it's 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 a it's a serious serious issue. But you still there are levels of you know injustice. So I wanted you guys to you know. Um, listen to the episode about injustice to get an idea of what is the overall uh, 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 saying about injustice in Islam and how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala address it and the Prophet address it as well. Because like I said, a lot of things that apply on injustice also apply on bullying and even backbiting. Uh, so yeah, um, now bullying is a form of injustice, like we said. It's, it's definitely a, a type of injustice. And bullying is, is, is um, it's, if you go to the definition, it's basically when someone tries to intimidate or even inflict harm or humiliate someone else. It's that simple. That's, this is your being a bully right now. You're committing injustice against someone else. That's why it, it is a category of, you know, uh, the overall injustice. And, some people, and, and the reason why we're talking about bullying in the first place is because uh, uh, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous because bullying could lead the victim of, 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 of that bullying to become depressed, to even commit suicide. And there are statistics out there. You know, if you want to uh, look them up online, people who commit suicide, a very fair amount of them, it's due to being bullied. People who are depressed, young kids at school who are depressed. And even, by the way, bullying is not only at school. It's a huge mistake to think that bullying happens at school. Bullying happens at school. It happens at a work you know, place. It happens 
in even our community. It happens among family members. It happens anywhere among friends, circle of friends. Could happen anywhere. So do not make the mistake of thinking this is a, a school issue and I don't need to know about this. No. Uh, but of course, it's very common in, 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 in schools. However, stopping bullying is something that we should take on as Muslims. It's something that we should take on as Muslims and we should take it very seriously and not it's, it, it could affect an entire family. Think about it. If a, if a child or if a kid uh, gets bullied so much that they decide to commit suicide, it affected the entire family. This is not an issue that we should take lightly. And also, bullying is not a modern society issue. Bullying has always been there. Prophet Muhammad was bullied by Quraysh. Remember? All prophets and messengers, by the way, were technically bullied by their people. It's not a new thing. It's just right now, there are more inventive ways to bully someone. Like you have cyberbullying, for example. This is an insane concept uh, to bully someone online. From the comfort of your couch, from the comfort of your home, in your mom's basement, you sit down and you try to make fun of people that you know or even people that you don't know, spread certain you know videos and, uh, and, and social media posts about someone making fun of who they are, making fun of what they look or making fun of how they act. That's it. You got the job done. You did not you know, go the extra mile to go and confront them and make fun of them in front of other people. Nope. You just did it from your digital device, whether it's a cell phone, whether it's your computer. Again, it, be- it became so easy right now to bully online. It's a category. Cyberbullying is now an official bullying category that, you know, a lot of people um, recognize. So bullying, and, and those who bully, by the way, they don't wake up in the morning, and, and I'm pretty sure some of them do realize what they're doing, but they don't care. That's why they keep on doing it. But I think the majority of, of, of people, of bullies, they don't wake up in the morning thinking, I'm a bully. I'm going to go bully someone today, uh, my, my, my uh, colleague or my coworker or my friend. or They don't think like that. Actually, bullies, they think either, and they have to justify this to themselves. And uh, I mean, before before I get uh, deeper into this talk, I want to just make it clear that we're talking. We're gonna address three uh, parts today. Number one, we will talk about the bully himself or herself. Number two, we're gonna talk about the victim of bullying. So we will address that as well. Number three, we will talk about the you know we're gonna reconcile between both of them and what's gonna happen on the day of judgment. So these are the three points we're gonna talk about regarding bullying. Aside from, of course, backbiting, which you know we'll 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 address right after this. So the bully, like I said, n- not many of them realize that they're they're doing this, uh, you know, purposely. Like they are labeled as bullies. They wake up in the morning, they think uh, that either they're being really popular by making fun of others. They get a few laughs here and there from their followers, which I call them followers. 
um, or their friends, colleagues, whatever, but they're, at the end of the day, they are followers to the bully. Uh, they look cool. You know, they get a few laughs. Uh, people, the people with the wrong mentality think that they are cool. Or they think that this is the way to go about things. Uh, you know, I don't like the way you dress, so I'm going to, you know, address you in a specific way in front of people to, you know, ma- make you... Again, it's it's some people justify what they're doing when it comes to bullying. But again, if you intimidate or humiliate or harm anyone, whether it's in public, whether it's in private, you are a bully. Straight up, there is no, you can never justify this. And some people actually go the extra mile and they say, and we see this in the movies. Usually the bully is someone who's being bullied at home, being mistreated. Has someone who has an abusive family who mistreat him or her at home. So they go, uh, you know, to school or they go to whatever workplace or, you know, go hang out with their friends and they bully others. And, you know, when people dig into the psychology and the origins of that bully, yeah, they figure out, oh, he has or she has a messed up childhood or something. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Yes, some of us have problems at home. Some of us have abusive parents. Some of us, you know, have it's not easy going for them at home. I get that. But that's not a a way to justify That's not a reason for you to go and bully and harm others. Instead, you should have actually be more kind to people. If you have certain things at home, don't take it out on others, especially helpless people. Because now you're no different from those who abuse you. You're abusing others. You're committing injustice against others. And like I said in the previous episode, Allah hates injustice. He forbade it upon himself. Allah Almighty forbade injustice upon himself. He told us, Ya ibadi inni haramtu dhulma ala nafsi. Oh my slaves, oh my people, my servants, I forbade injustice upon me. So do not commit injustice towards one another. But you go and you say, okay, somebody committed injustice towards me. So I'm going to carry this on and commit injustice towards someone else. Do you really think that's the right thing to do? Logically speaking, forget about what the religion says here. Think about it. Is this the right thing to do? Somebody's harming you. Like it's, it's, It's acting like if somebody came and robbed you or robbed your house. So you got so mad. At whoever robbed you that you went and robbed your neighbor's house. Do you really think this is a solution? You know, and again, home abuse, we talked about this actually. I have an episode about the relationship between parents and and and, and children. Uh, 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 I think I don't I don't remember which season, but you can look it up. Um I can bring it up actually uh while we're talking here, but yeah, like and and there are ways to deal with uh you know abuse at home. There are ways to do it, but to take it out on others, to take it out on your fellow Muslim brother or sister, do you really think that's the right thing to do? Absolutely not. And you're not, and and you're not going to fool Allah. Like you have to understand this. You're not going to fool Allah by saying, oh Allah, like, you know, I'm being abused. So I'm just going to. You know, that I can't help it. I have a messed up childhood, so that's who I am. 
No, because we, okay, when someone commit injustice against you, that does that's not a justification. That's not a reason for you to go and commit injustice against other people. Simple. Uh, now uh, I just looked up the uh, the the episode. It's uh, it's called it's it's titled "The Relationship Between Parents and Children in Islam." It's episode number forty. Uh, if you guys wanna you know uh, look at it, season three, I think. Yeah, it was in season three, episode fourteen. But overall, it's episode number forty. Uh, the relationship between parents and children, and I talk about actually abuse on both sides. So if you guys are interested in that, uh, please listen to it so you can get a perspective of how to deal with abuse instead of, you know, inflicting it on others. Also, being a bully is an act of cowardness because you go to someone knowing, almost certain that they won't, you know, stand against you. They won't reply back at you. They won't make fun of you back. That's, that's why bullies pick People who they think weaker than them. They think those people are weaker than them. But in reality, oh, the people that you abuse in this life will come on the day of judgment and they will be a billion times stronger than you. They will take the right from you. And we'll talk about that. Like We're going to get to that, inshallah, uh, you know, uh, later on in this episode we will talk about you know like i said that the confrontation that will happen between both of them on the day of judgment so if you bully someone to get a few laughs you know to be the cool kid the popular kid good for you but guess what allah is angry at you you're disobeying a direct command by allah and he told you do not commit injustice against your fellow muslim you shouldn't commit injustice against your fellow human being, period. That's what Islam teaches us as well. Treat non-Muslims fairly and justly. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, told us in the Quran. So when you bully someone, you actually have two major issues here. Number one, you're disobeying a direct command from Allah. You're angering Allah when Allah said, I forbade injustice upon myself. Don't do it towards one another. Allah said, don't do it. Direct command, which puts it under the category of a major sin. And yet you do it. Well, that's number one, and that's a big problem. But number two, you're also oppressing a fellow Muslim. And guess what? Those who oppress Muslims will be oppressed on the Day of Judgment. Those who cause hardship to other Muslims will have hardship, will face hardship on the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, those who alleviate a hardship from a fellow Muslim will have their hardship on the day of judgment, you know, being alleviated. Allah will facilitate, you know, your time and make it easy on you because you made it easy on your fellow Muslim. And it goes for the opposite. When you cause hardship, when you make it not easy on a fellow Muslim just by simply bullying them, same thing will happen to you on a day of judgment. And trust me, my dear brothers and sisters, you don't want, and we talked about this many times, you don't want issues to happen to you on a day of judgment. It's already going to be a scary day for us. So we really don't want to pile up more stuff, you know, to add to the scariness of that day. 
It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Be mindful of your fellow Muslim. And again, don't take what I say, but when I say a fellow Muslim, I'm talking about human beings. I'm just like concentrated because the sin is more severe and the punishment is more severe when you bully a Muslim. By the way, when you bully any human being, you're committing injustice. Because Allah said, You know what that means? Allah said, don't commit injustice against one another, period. He didn't say, do not commit injustice against just Muslims. But if they are Muslims, it's even worse for you. Now, let's talk about the followers. The followers are those who laugh at the jokes or the humiliation of someone who's being bullied. Those are the followers. Those are the people who might not say anything, might not participate even, but they're just being silent and they are nodding. They're agreeing to this or they're laughing. Guess what? You're part of the problem. The Prophet ﷺ said, those who aid injustice, of course, those who commit it and those who aid it, those who don't speak against it, if they have the ability to, guess what? I'm not from them and they're not from me. That means you're not, the Prophet won't look at you as a, as a Muslim on the Day of Judgment, as a believer. And then he said the opposite. And those who stop injustice, those who try their best to stop injustice, I'm from them and they're from me. They are basically believers like me and I will you know, take care of them on the Day of Judgment. So it's, the choice is up to you. If you're witnessing bullying and you do nothing about it, even worse, you laugh at the jokes, you help, you know, uh, increase the, f the, the the fire when, you know, pe someone is being bullied and you're like part of it. Yeah, the Prophet ﷺ was very strict when he said, you're not from me and I'm not from you. Simple. That's a term, by the way, to say you're not from the believers. You won't enjoy the privilege of being a believer on the day of judgment. So be careful. It's really not worth it. This life is not worth it. So for you to oppress your fellow human being, your fellow Muslim, to get a few laughs, to look cool, or if you just have the lack of social, you know, um, attitude, you know, if you don't know how to act with people and being vulgar and intimidating to them is your only way, be aware that that's not what Islam wants you to do. Islam wants you to be mindful to your fellow human beings, especially your fellow Muslims. Be good to them. Smile on their face. It's a charity. Sadaqah. You get rewards for smiling in the face of your brother or sister. Do you understand how severe the punishment of being a bully? It's, it's, it's bad. Now, again, like I said, if you're witnessing this and you do nothing about it, you're part of the problem. Now, there's a difference between if you can't do anything about it and you try your best and nothing is working or you just don't care. It's fun for you or you really don't care. No, you should care and it shouldn't be fun. This should be a scary thing for you. Also, people who bully, they... And, and this is this happens with a lot of people, not just the bullies, but they they seem to always forget that there's a day of judgment. There's a day of judgment. And Allah is fair and just, and this won't go unnoticed. You know? 
Like if you think today, if you think that today the person, uh, the victim is not fighting back, is not responding to your insults, that's actually should be scary for you. Because on the day of judgment, Allah will give them the full right, the full right to take back what you took from them, which is dignity. But guess what? There's no dignity on the day of judgment. These things don't count anymore. You know what counts? Good deeds and sins. These are the only two currencies that we will deal with. So guess what they will take from you? You guessed it right. Your good deeds. And we'll, again, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that towards the end. Now, the person who's being bullied, let's address the victim of bullying. Be patient because this is a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in disguise. Yes, only if you're being patient again. Being bullied is, is, is a test for your patience. You know who was tested the same exact way? Like I said, prophets and messengers. Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was bullied many times. He was called a madman, remember? They were making fun of him when he was, you know, when he used to recite Quran. Oh, don't listen to him. This guy is crazy. He says crazy stuff. He was being humiliated in public. When he went to Al-Ta'if, if you guys remember, little kids were throwing stones and rocks at him. Youth, gang mentality. They were like, like you know, throwing rocks at him. He was bleeding from everywhere, head to toe, literally head to toe. That is bullying. That's injustice. That's abuse. But what was the response? How did they deal with it? All prophets and messengers, come on. Abraham, they put him in fire. Moses, Pharaoh was bullying him committing injustice, abusing him and his followers from the believers. Jesus Christ. Every every single prophet we know, by the way, Noah, when he was building the ark, people were making fun of him. This guy, what is this crazy guy doing? But what is the secret here? They all had one thing in common. Patience. If you are a victim of bullying, be patient. Because this is the only way. Now, if you can stop it, and because don't don't take what I say, be patient, mean be quiet and take it. Not at all. Islam doesn't actually tell us this at all. Islam tells us to be patient regardless. Be patient if you can do something about it. Do something about it while you're being patient. Because you still could lose your temper. You could, you know. But patience comes in a bigger picture when you can't do anything about it. If you completely uh, you know, are unable to respond back, if you're helpless against those who abuse you, against those who you know bully you, if you're completely helpless, then be patient and remember you and the prophets and the messengers have one thing in common, being bullied, but to complete that one thing, being patient with that bullying as well. You have to be patient to be put in that category with the prophets and the messenger. Now, I'm not saying you're a prophet or a messenger or you're as good as them. No, but you have one thing in common. And guess what? It's enough to have one thing in common with prophets and messengers. It's more than enough. It should make us all proud if we have one thing in common. Whether it's a bad thing or a good thing, like a hardship, like you said. The bad thing is, okay, they're being abused. This could be looked at as a bad thing. But being patient turns it into a good thing because guess what? 
Allah is rewarding you. Allah tells us this. this I'm, I'm not speculating. This is a fact. When we're patient for our you know, calamities, hardship, bullying, injustice, Allah will reward us. And you are, you know, you and the prophets and the messengers have one thing in common, at least one thing in common. So be patient. Remember the stories of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and how he was abused. And remember how he responded. Remember how he responded? He said what? Oh Allah, I don't care about what just happened to me. This one, when, you know, he was abused in a, in a ta'if. He said, I don't care about what happened to me. All I care about is that you're not mad at me. That what happened to me is not, is not a result of your anger. Because I do not want to anger you. See what he cared about? The, the, the Prophet ﷺ was bleeding from head to toe. And all he cared about was, Oh Allah, just tell me that you're not angry at me. I don't care about the bleeding. I don't care about the pain I'm feeling. I don't care about the humiliation that I felt. None of that. I'm patient with that. But tell me that you're not angry with me. And remember, my dear brothers and sisters, that if you are a victim of injustice, you are very close to Allah. Your dua actually could be very much answered. Very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, 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 and let me address one thing. Some people might hear this and they say, well, some people who are a victim of injustice, they make dua against those who commit injustice against them, the transgressors, right? The bullies. But sometimes the bullies don't get harmed. They don't stop. Well, don't remember. Well, don't forget the verse that Allah said in the chapter of Ibrahim. In that case, if you don't see a result happening right away, remember this verse. Allah is saying, do not think for a second that I'm unaware of the injustice that's being, you know, happening to you or to anyone. I'm only delaying the punishment of the transgressors until the day of judgment. Allah has a wisdom. Allah has a wisdom. You might see it in this world. You might not. But you have to be patient regardless. Make dua. Try to stop it. First, you have to try to stop it while making dua. Oh, Allah, help me to stop whoever is bullying me, whoever is committing injustice against me. Help me against them. You know, help me against them. While you're trying to stop it yourself. Do whatever you can. Just when you're doing it, when you're trying to stop bullying, don't commit, you know, don't be a bully yourself. Don't commit injustice yourself. Do it in an ethical way, in an Islamic way. And if you can't, be patient. Make dua against those who are committing injustice against you. And rest assured, Allah is listening. Rest assured that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is listening. Now, this is when it comes to bullying. Now, I'm going to talk about backbiting. And then, because again, like I said, backbiting is also a form of injustice, right? And then at the end, we will talk about this ultimate confrontation between those who are being, who are wronged in this life and those who wronged them and how this scene will, you know, pan out. So backbiting. Now let's move on to backbiting. In my opinion, backbiting is one of the most dangerous sins ever. Wallahi. It is so dangerous. And you know why it's so dangerous? Because we don't feel it when we do it. 
You see, when you commit a major sin, because by the way, backbiting is a, a, a major sin. Uh, al-ghaiba is a major sin. So when you're backbiting, you're, you're, you're not realizing what you're doing. You don't feel the sin. Like, for example, if one of us commits a major sin, you feel it. Now, whether you repent from it or you feel regretful, but you know this is a major sin. And we're talking about majority of people. Maybe some very few people maybe won't realize the major sin that they committed. But the majority of people know what is a major sin and what is not. So when you commit a major sin, you feel it. But when you're committing this specific major sin, which is backbiting, you don't feel it. I'm just stating my opinion about a person. I'm talking about them. I got mad at this person or, or somebody did something and you're talking bad about them behind their back. And by the way, backbiting, it, it's different from bullying, by the way. Bullying, backbiting could be a part of bullying. But bullying, like you could talk to the person to their face. You're trying to get a few laughs. You're a bully. But backbiting, not, you're not necessarily trying to look cool or you're not necessarily trying to you know, uh, uh, be popular or make fun of someone. You're just talking about a situation that happened with someone that you know. You know and just that situation is a negative thing that you're that you know that whatever happened made you talk about them negatively so guess what you're backbiting they're not in the room you're talking negatively about them that's called backbiting and again in my opinion backbiting is an, a cowardly method to deal with others it's a cowardly method it's a, you're talking about someone who's not there who cannot defend themselves. So bullying, you could talk to someone knowing that they won't defend themselves to their face. And backbiting could be part of bullying. But backbiting is separate because it's only it only applies when the person is not there. You're talking bad about them behind their back. And it doesn't matter what the reasons are. Because some people say, well, I can say this to their face. I don't care. Yeah. That will be considered bullying if you talk, you know, if you're if you're trying to make fun of them to their face. But right now they're not there. So that is backbiting. I don't care if you can do this to their face or not. You're not doing it to their face, at least. You're talking bad about them behind their back to others. Now, there are a lot of exceptions to the to the rule. Like, for example, uh, when you talk about someone to someone else who they don't know. Like, for example, I'm talking about X to my wife. My wife doesn't know X, never met X, would never meet X. Then at this point, it's still sinning because talking negative about someone else. But it's not called backbiting because my wife doesn't know that person. So it doesn't make them look bad in front of my wife. She doesn't know them anyway. She'll never meet them. Now, here's the problem. If she ends up meeting them and, you know, getting introduced to them, knowing them, oh, that's that's a problem. But, like, let's say you met someone that you know you'll never, like, you know, I met someone that I know that, I'll ne- that that person will never meet my wife and I said something negative about them, still sinning, but it doesn't consider to be backbiting because my wife doesn't know them, she'll never meet them. So that's why you'll see certain people, certain Muslims say, well, since you guys don't know that person, let me tell you what situation happened that just bothered me about them. 
stuff like that, right? Now, we're allowed to actually backbite. We're allowed to talk about people. No, we're not backbite. We're allowed to talk about people while they're not present in one specific condition. Like I said, this is still sinning. But the only time that you can talk about someone negatively when they're not present, and it won't be considered a sin if you're complaining about someone who wronged you to someone else. Whether they know them or not, it doesn't really matter. You're not sinning if you're complaining and you're being, again, ethical about that, like about this. They wronged you. Number one, they have to been wrong. They wronged you. You cannot talk about someone and state your opinion about them. That's backbiting or, or sinning, depending on the person listening. But if someone wronged you and you're complaining about them to someone else, to a degree, you're not going crazy and now talking about their families or talking about their other issues and problems and exposing their sins. And No, you're com- talking about that complaint. You're talking about that situation that you're wronged at. That is halal. Actually, that happened in the time of the Prophet Someone wronged uh, two companions. One of them wronged the other. And one of them was just really sad and doesn't know how to get back whatever, you know, his right. So he went to the Prophet and he said, Oh Prophet of Allah, this person took my money, wouldn't give it back to me, and now I don't know what to do. I want to get it back. So the Prophet said, Stand here and complain to your common friends, to to the people, and ask for advice. Say what, what will happen. Complain. So he would feel the pressure, the other person would feel the pressure. And now his prestige, the way he looks, you know, among the other, you know, companions will look now bad. So they will be forced to give you back your money, your right. This is allowed to complain. That's fine. But to, you know, sit one day and be like, you know, that person, they do something very, you know, not smart. And then you start making fun of them or you start criticizing them in a negative way. And the people know them. Oh, that, that, that's straight up backbiting. Even if you're stating your opinion, your honest opinion, or if you even talk about a situation, because here's the interesting part with our you know Muslim community. They twist the fact of backbiting. When you say to someone, hey, can you? And, and alhamdulillah, I do that a lot. Like if somebody talks bad about someone in front of me, I'd be like, can we not talk about this? Because by the way, me being silent and allowing this to happen, I'm part of the problem. Same as bullying. Same as bullying. So when I tell them, can you not talk about, just let's not talk about it. Now, they love to twist it. Like a lot of Muslims, mashallah, they have creative way. They were like, well, we're only talking about the situation here. We're not talking about the person. Yeah, but you're mentioning negatives about the person within that situation. Still backbiting. Still backbiting. So don't try to play with the wording of backbiting. Backbiting has specific... If you talk negatively about someone, whether it's in a situation, whether it's about their lives, whether it's about whatever, it's still backbiting if the people around know the person or there's a potential for them to meet the person. If they met them once, by the way, they don't need to know them, know them. Even if they met them once, it's backbiting. If they have an image to the story that... Like an image of the person to the story that you're telling, it's backbiting. But if they completely, if you're talking about someone in a different country that will never meet, it's still a sin because you're talking negatively about a fellow Muslim, for example. It's still a sin. Don't don't get it twisted. But it won't be as bad as when the people around know that person. Now, 
backbiting also leads to corruption because now you talk negatively about someone, the person that you're talking to will form a negative opinion. That's number one. That's the number one reason, by the way, why this is so harmful and this is such a bad idea. And it's a big sin because now you made someone form their opinion about someone you just don't like or you're criticizing. So you're causing fitna. You're causing, you know, uh, corruption in the community in a way. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be that part. You don't want to be that person. You don't. Also, uh, you know, uh, one situation happened with with the with the companions that one companion found out, and, and like that shows you that companions are not perfect human beings. They make mistakes like us. They just on a very different, you know, level of belief than us. Way higher. You can't even compare. But they do make mistakes. They do commit sins. They're human beings. So one companion uh, heard that someone else, another companion, talked negatively about them. So guess what he did? He literally got a box of dates, a nice box of dates, and sent it as a gift to that person who talked about him. What? And then he sent him a message with, with the person who delivered the box. He said, thank you so much for talking negatively about me. Because now I'm going to take your good deeds on the day of judgment. Now, not all of it, but depending on how much you talked about that person, they'll take your good deeds on the day of judgment. Like I said, that's the only currency. You're, when you're talking negatively about someone that you hate or you don't like, you are actually empowering them on the day of judgment. Think about it this way. When you hate someone and you keep criticizing them behind their back, talking negatively about them behind their back, you're actually hooking them up. You're giving them from your good deeds on the day of judgment. Think about that. Think about that. You're helping them. You think you're mad at them now? Oh, boy. <laughs> you're giving them from your own good deeds. You're very generous, mashallah. Stop your tongue. Your tongue, and the Prophet said, your tongue could lead you to hellfire. And it could lead you to Jannah, depending on how you control it. What you say will be held against you unless you repent. And now let me talk about the repentance part, and then we'll move to the final uh, section of our episode, which is how th- how this ha- is like how how this will happen or how this will be concluded on a day of judgment. You have to. You don't want your 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 good deeds to be taken. You have to ask the forgiveness of the person that you talked negatively about. Yeah, you have to go to them and ask for their forgiveness. You have to go to them and say, I'm sorry I talked negatively about you. Forgive me if I ever said anything negative about you. And if they forgive you, you're good. Now you have to repent because you committed two sins. Like we said, you committed this sin towards Allah. Allah, this is a major sin you committed. So ask Allah for forgiveness. But also... You have to ask the forgiveness of the person. This is the only type of sin, the injustice in general, including backbiting. The only type of sin that you have to actually repent twice, one to Allah, and you have to ask forgiveness from the person. They have to let go of this. Otherwise, you still be held accountable. Now, sometimes this is very difficult for you to do. Very difficult for you to go to someone and ask them to forgive you. Sometimes it's very difficult. And and this could ruin your relationship with them because they might not even know that you talked negatively about them, right? 
they might not even know and they're you smile on their faces and you know they they just they're they're, they're cool with you and once you tell them i talk negatively about you they, they might hate you for good so now if that's the case only if that's the case then there are other things that you could do that help the situation number one repent of course number two you go to the same people same people that you talk to about that person negatively and you talk positively about them fix their image in front of the same people keep talking positively make dua for them for Allah to make them better good people so the angels will make the same dua for you it's, it's as simple as that while asking for forgiveness so two methods here Either you go to the person, if they know there's a chance that they will forgive you, that's the preferred method. You should go and talk to them. But if you know that this could cause problems, okay, then go to the same people and talk positively about that person. And while you're repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making dua for those people. Now, this brings me to the last point which is what happens on the day of judgment to anybody who commits injustice whether it's bullying whether it's backbiting whether it's injustice in any type well you mashallah will pray five times a day you will fast ramadan you will do so many beautiful things and you will pile up mashallah very good deeds the prophet said you know who is the bankrupt who is the muflis the bankrupt so the companions told them the bankrupt is someone who has no money, no nothing. Yeah, that's a bankrupt. He said, no, 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 no. The bankrupt, and he defined the bankrupt in Islam. What is the bankrupt? Who is the bankrupt in Islam? He is someone or she is someone who had so many good deeds. Praying five times a day, fasting Ramadan, paying zakah, doing hajj, doing everything good, believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, preaching Islam. See, all these good deeds piling up. And they come on a day of judgment. And they were backbiting so and so and so. So that so and so will come to you on the day of judgment and will take from your good deeds. All those deeds that you've been piling up, all your savings when it comes to good deeds, you're giving them away to those who you wrong. Whether by backbiting, whether by bullying, whether by committing injustice against them in any way, shape or form. They will take your deeds, your good deeds. Imagine, imagine you receive your book and you're so happy. Oh Allah, I have so many good deeds. I'm so happy. Alhamdulillah, Jannah is guaranteed. No, it's not. Because the first thing that Allah will do after the salah, after the prayers, after judging us for all these things is settling between us, one another. Allah might forgive his right. Because you committed a major sin when you committed injustice, right? Allah actually could forgive you for his part. But when it comes to the person you wrong, Allah will leave it up to them on the day of judgment. Imagine Allah will say it's not, not up to me anymore. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Allah saying it's, I'm, I'm not controlling this. You settle it between yourselves. So the person will come and who's not going to want to take your good deeds? They, everybody wants more good deeds to go to Jannah. Do you see how dangerous this is if you commit injustice towards anyone by any form of what I told you? They want good deeds. Everyone wants good deeds. If they their deeds are like less than their sins, they would want to take from your good deeds. So imagine how many person you're talked about 
negatively. How many person you committed injustice against in this life? They will all line up in front of you and each will take as much as they were supposed to take from your good deeds. Now, let's say you didn't have that much of good deeds or you talk bad about many people or you wronged so many people. Guess what they will do? You have no more good deeds. You finished all your good deeds because you gave it to everybody else that you wronged. Now, you have no good deeds. What are you going to do? They're going to start giving you from their sins. So you might end up with sins that you've never committed in your lifetime, but all this because you committed injustice. My dear brothers and sisters, this is critical to understand. Allah does not take wronging each other lightly. It's a serious, serious problem. You know, imagine, imagine you have so many good deeds and they get all taken by those who you wronged in this life. Lying, wallah, it's a, they'll stand in line. And each one will approach you, give me. And there's no choice. This is not a matter of choice here. You have to give it to them. They will be taking from you all those good deeds and given to that person. And then the other person comes, same thing happens. The third person comes, depending on who you wronged. And you might end up with no good deeds and even with way more sins than what you've committed. Be aware. It's dangerous, wallahi. Now, to give you a point of hope, if you know you're wrong someone, try to fix it now. And again, I, like I said, if you can't do it face to face, do the other stuff that I said. Make dua for them, ask for repentance, and you'll have to correct their image in front of the other people. Also, there is a little hope that Allah might, depending on your level of faith on the Day of Judgment, you might, maybe you regretted everything. Maybe you you truly, sincerely regretted what you, you what you've done to other people. Allah might intercede on your behalf. Look, Allah won't change the ruling here. Allah might try to intercede and say to the other person, the person you wronged, "What if I give you a little bit high?" And now we're talking about Allah is giving a proposal to someone you've wronged. That means you sh- you have to be some sort of like high believer, a true believer of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Allah to do this for you. But it will happen to certain people that Allah would offer them something like, hey, how about this house, big, nice house in Jannah? And Allah will show them the house. And then they will say, I want that. How can I get it? By forgiving your fellow Muslim for, you know, what they wronged you. We shouldn't depend on that though. Because we don't know if we are on that level. We'll never know. We'll never know. So be careful. Treat one another respectfully, justly above all. Justly. Be just with one another. Because you really don't want your, you know, your ending. On a day of judgment, you really don't want this to happen to you. Imagine how horrible this would be for all your good deeds to be taken away or for you to have extra sins you know in your book i hope that this episode on you know the the previous one had you know kind of summarized injustice and in all its forms that we know of uh you know and how to deal with it and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who you know never commit injustice and make us patient when we are wronged thank you so much for listening wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh